Midday Party Party Podcast Party Podcast Party Podcast Most of my niggas don't talk to your niggas we not in the mood Most of my niggas don't play with your niggas we not in the mood Most of my niggas don't talk to your niggas we not in the mood Most of my niggas don't play we ain't got nothing to lose Most of my niggas don't talk to your niggas we not in the mood Most of my niggas don't play with your niggas we not in the mood Most of my niggas don't talk to your niggas we not in the mood Most of my niggas don't play we ain't got nothing to lose I wanna know the end now. I got the heat like a cook on the stove. Hey, oh. Mini party's here of the rock star DJ Mo. Start with the brand new single from my man. Um, yeah, your TMC this track is called Mood. Most of my niggas don't play with your niggas cuz we're not in the mood. <laughs> this track is um one of the tracks from um Empower 100 artist and yeah, you was one of the artists from Tanzania who had the chance to be financed with the video by Mr. Easy. Coming up on the show got my cousin after the AYE fair with Fakas and today's tribute is on um Ulama uh, Solo Tang and then later on I'll be back with my girl all the from Namibia Lioness with I'm um, actually be with her to discuss more about her um the Cox Studio story the track with Nazizi and also performing with Nas DC on the Evison tour last year but also her latest album Silk um Pride of Silk and also a lot you get to know about her my girl Lioness but for now let me play something for my main man um Frankie Maston I had to play this track because Frankie was on Wasafi TV's MVP last Friday so we have to um like you know celebrate his um success <laughs> by playing his track on me they played this track is called goodbye produced by um Lorenzo uh, yeah and yeah it's about the rockstar DJ Mo's will be back with Faye and then later on I'll be back with Lioness me the party is up Excuse me darling Spin to dark while We both been blind tonight And it's some light I want to love ya But we've been breaking hearts We've messed it up so bad Please come me out Please come me out I don't want to snatch your smile baby na na Welcome to the 90s. No. Ah, it's Midday Party podcast with the 90s. No, that's not how you say. God, Mola, what the fuck am I supposed to say again? Today's Midday Party podcast features a trivia of the 90s. Phase on, Mola is off. Tune in and listen to our beautiful sister taking us through it all. Hakuna S bila O, L bila O. Mwingine aitwa Thang bila solo, shupavu. Awajibike kama polo, jeya pande, nikuta wapichotora. Hakuna S bila O, L bila O. Mwingine aitwa Thang bila solo, shupavu. Awajibike kama polo, jeya pande, nikuta wapichotora. Yona rani ni mtazamo wa fan, ile dhana ni huni wameleta wakatuni. 
kuna kurap na kuwata Marepa na marapa, katuni tungo tata Wakule powejaku na kuwa mtumwa ili upewe pomo kuuza Au kama ni binti ukalale kwa producer Mapomota wanauma tuwa wajina kupuliza Na siku wakipuliza, jua kidonda kisha oza Na tabani kuwa huru mnyonyaji asini huru Wanaitua maimsiha wajui mitindo huru Hey 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 hey, what's up what's up what's up Welcome to Fake Ass, my name is Faye F to the AYE It's another day yo And today I have none other in Fake I'm talking about none other than solo things. So you heard the song Mtazamo, which was actually a Fandasolo song, but uh, he featured solo thing and Professor J. And you know, that was what you heard was solo things verse. Yeah, so today I'm gonna be paying homage, I'm gonna pay tribute and respect to this legendary artist, uh, solo thing. So let's get to it. So we're going to be talking, first of all, we're going to be talking about his education, you know, how he started his music career, the origin of his name, Solo Thing, also aka um, Ulama, you know, we're going to be talking about all that and where he is now and what he's doing, you know, his hobbies and whatnot. Uh, so first of all, Solo Thing was born as Msafiri Kondo, that was his uh, government name. Uh, he was born in 1978 in Kinondoni Hospital, you know, <laughs> so shout out to Kinondoni, yo. <laughs> yeah, uh, he went to Shaurimoe kino- for kindergarten. Yeah, he went to Shaurimoe and then briefly went to Uhuru Mchanganyiko for his grade one studies. Later on, uh, he shifted, when he shift- when they, the family shifted to Mbagala, then he went to Mbagala Kizuyani Primary School. And then he finished his grade seven in 1992. Then he didn't end there. He went to secondary school. Uh, uh, to, he went to Sakafa Secondary School for his O-levels. And then he did great, so he went to Jitegeme for his A-levels. Um, and he finished in 1999. So that's when he finished his A-levels. Then he went to uh, the Center for Foreign Relations, or famously known as Chucha Diplomacia, where he got, he got his diploma in diplomacy studies, you know. Um... Then he went abroad for his IT and accountancy studies, you know. Yeah, so if you follow close, uh, closely uh, Solo Thing's life, you would understand that he is not in Tanzania. So he lives in abroad. You know, he lives in Ireland and stuff. So how he got abroad was when he went for his studies. So he was prompted to just you know continue living there for some reasons you know uh because of the music scenario in tanzania and other re- and other personal reasons so he decided to just stay abroad until now he's there with his family he has four kids and a wife whom they got married when you know when he went there and then he took her you know the girlfriend went there and then they got married and now they have four babies four beautiful babies yeah so yeah that's it um so, did I talk about when he started his music? I think not. So, he started his music in grade 7, you know. Uh, and he was inspired by a lot of artists from Tanzania and abroad. Uh, he used to go to concerts. So, he says that he used to go to concerts of, uh, for, to Mr. Two's, you know, Sugu's concerts. And, you know, because Mr. Two also was living in Bagala by that time. Yeah, so afterwards, you know. He and others went on to start a group called Heart Cruise. Uh, they started this crew, and it was his 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 first you know group. Yeah. Uh, then 
together, you know, with with uh, Modestus Makwega and Rashidi Hamed. These were the people that pioneered the group. And they were later, of course, joined by the likes of uh, Blunt, you know, and, and other artists. So they were together and they, you know, rapped together. And but unfortunately, when they finished Form Four, the group was broken because others went to South Africa, others went to here and there. You know, everybody was went separate ways for some reasons. But before they separated, um, they had released a song called Hot Potato. It was an English song, and it was, uh, you know, then played in Radio One. Yeah, and the person who helped them promote the song was Mike Muhagama. This is a legendary uh, radio presenter, by the way, Mike Muhagama. Um, and, you know, so it was played, the song Hot Potato was played for a while, and then later when it was not played anymore, you know. So that did not break uh, Solo Thing's heart. He was, like, prompted to do more, you know, music. Now, as a solo artist, you know, yeah, so when... when uh, when all that happened, when he was alone in this music, he, he decided to take a solo path. And that's when uh, the name Solo Thing actually started. And, you know, Solo Thing himself says that one of his friends and also a, a, a artist called Ibni Mualim was the one who was like, okay, so was the one who started calling him Solo Thing. He was like, okay, so you're like a great thing, you know, you're a good thing and you're a solo now. So, you know. How, how about Solo Thing, you know? So that's how he also received the name and he started calling himself that. Yeah, and also you would uh, realize that also Solo Thing's other AKA is Ulama. Yeah, so, you know, I got a chance to to talk to Solo Thing and he said that Ulama is a name that came because he is a person who is very educated in religious religious uh, studies uh he's a muslim so he's very he grew up in a very religious family and so that's how he so ulama is what we call manazwani in swahili or a very a person who is like very good in religious stuff you know he's an expert of some sort yeah, yeah. so yeah so that's how i i think i uh, already you know, talked talked about yeah his um his names um so you would know the song called Kilio Changu by Solo Thing, where Solo Thing uh, featured a cute chief. Okay, um, this song is when you will, you're gonna listen to it, by the way. But he in this song he pours his heart out, you know, about the the inequalities and the unfairness that um, you know exist in the music scenario and everything about his life. So. In the song Kileo Changu is when he talked about how, you know, some people carried the, you know, the media, like the media, the, the music uh, stakeholders carry other artists and they, they stamp on other artists. You know, this is a cry that has been going on for years. Even now, you know, there is a lot of, you know, those complaints about others being lifted and others, others being unlifted. So I asked Solo Thing, uh, wasn't he scared, you know, uh, to, to release the song Kileo Changu? wasn't he scared that it was gonna be worse for him and he said no he was actually very uh feeling very touchy by the time he said he was not he had nothing to lose he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna release this song and whatever you know yeah so and the song went on to 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 hit charts it went on to give him shows and all that yeah so 
Aside, okay, so I want to finish his story, then later on we're going to listen to the song Kileo Chango. So aside from his music, he also is a fan of football, he, you know, he's good at football and pool table, you know, yeah, <laughs> all this stuff. So now let's listen to this song called Kileo Chango by Solo Feng featuring uh, Q Chess. Yeah, so this song, uh, Kilio Chango, as, bas- as you heard, you know, so, you know, I, I wanted to confirm the, the truthness to the song. And Solo Thing himself said that, said to me that um, it was all truth, you know, it was like uh, some people were given awards, you know, some artists whom I'm not gonna mention necessarily, but were given awards and were given these titles, were given promotions, which they did not necessarily deserve, or they were based on unfair terms, you know, like there were this... Uh, competitions, uh, rap battles or competitions that were predetermined, like the the winner is predetermined, you know, and really this broke his heart and other artists' hearts, you know, and that's why he, you know, decided to, for the most part, you know, just, you know, go abroad and do his own thing and, you know, be- and not, you know, put that much effort in the music. He, you know, occasionally he releases songs, but then not that much because of the bad conditions that still exist in the music scenario, you know. Yeah, so I think that's it from Vegas today. You are with me at the AYE and... You know, the Media Party podcast really respects and it uh, realizes the contribution of Solo Thing to the hip-hop arena in Tanzania. And we want to say shout-out to him, you know, kudos to him, much respect to him, you know, and, you know, we love him so much. So that's it. Now let's listen to my cousin, Mwe La, you know. <laughs> yeah, stay with us. From Bongo 255 to Namibia. What up, y'all? This is R-O-N-I. You're listening to the Midnight Day Party Podcast. We are the Midnight Party Podcast. That was my cousin after the AYE with fake ass, you know? Yeah, so Solo Tang was up on Midday Party. And right now is the plug with my girl, Lioness is in the house. Welcome to the show, baby. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. And uh, yeah, let's have fun. Okay. <laughs> now, let's start with your name. What's up with Lioness? Tell me more about your name, girl. <laughs> you know, honestly... In all honesty, the name doesn't have a specific meaning. It just came from me as a child having so much hair and everyone used to call me Little Lion, Little Lion. And so I carried that name until after adolescence. 
and I just called myself lioness when I started rapping. It wasn't serious. It was just you know something I couldn't call myself Latoya. Um, I thought so. I was like, yeah, let me just ride with it, and then it became a thing. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah, that's where lioness comes from. Really very simple. And in all that, um, I guess I was very, um, very rough as a child. Very driven. Very I know what I want. Um, very sure of what I wanted too. So um, it just came. It, I think it just merged too with the personality, and it became. I became lioness. Yeah. So lioness. Um. You know, I know you because I listen to your tracks from Yanni. Like, what do you say? It's been a while. I've been listening to your tracks. You know, I know you very, very well. But my fans would really love to know, like, when did you exactly start your music career? Like, when did you get yourself into the music business as Lioness? I am so humbled. Thank you so much. You know, as creators, we don't really expect our music to go all the way out there. And um, I'm just I'm so thankful and grateful um, that you actually play my music <laughs> and you like it. Um, so I started off... Um, doing music 11 years ago and I, I did it professionally for two years now and um, I was always surrounded by music music was one of those things where um, it was always in the house you know my mom played guitar my sister fiddled here and there with um, um, some producing you know apps not really apps but like programs and uh, she's currently a professional um, music producer um, etc because she has a lot on her resume but um, I did piano she did violin you know professionally too not professionally let me not say professionally we just did it <laughs> and um, so I decided I actually wanted to sing but I couldn't sing and I didn't put myself through any vocal training of any sort so I started rapping and it was just something that was really random my sister was like what are you doing but she's like yeah if you like it just go ahead you know and then I used to just, you know, write to her beats. She wouldn't know. I would write in the background. It just really practice, and then, and then things just st started going off. You know, I would go to these ciphers. I would take part in ciphers. I would go to performances and perform for free, and just be like, yo, I just want platform. And you know, slowly and surely, I just mended my craft and just kept on, you know paying attention to it and really redefining it and you know getting so much um exp not um getting so much um influence from the western you know type of hip-hop because hip-hop back then i think it wasn't really so prominent um in africa as it is now and so my influences like um Little Kim, Left Eye, Missy Elliott um, were very strong. Jay-Z, you know, Foxy Brown, all of them were really very influential in my journey. So, yeah, and I just continued and then I found my own identity and then I sort of rode with that. And yeah, it was a beautiful long journey <laughs> to get to this point. But here we are. You know, out here in Tanzania, Cox Studio is one of the platforms that every artist wish to um, to reach there, like to be there um, among the artists who will be performing in the Cox Studio. You are among those artists who, um, from Namibia, had the chance to 
walk through um, Cox Studio for 2019. So tell me, how was it like getting into Cox Studio, the experience working with Nazizi and everybody in Cox Studio? All right. Well, um, it was very random for me because I had just finished my final year of medicine. Um, and I was sitting and I remember I was just so exhausted and I had a show that same day and I get a call um, and then it's, you know, Lucas from Coke Studio, he's like, hey, what's up? I'm, I'm seeing Coke Studio in the back. I'm like, okay, is this a prank or something? Because it's not funny. And he's like, yeah, you know, we've drafted you. Uh, we've been looking at some of your music. We're really interested in working with you. So do you have your passport? Do you have your yellow fever card? I was like, are you joking? Because I'm really not in the mood. And he's like, I'm so serious. And I started screaming. I just remember my manager and I and my two dancers were in the car and we just started screaming. We were so happy because... For me, it meant so much, you know, I'm a rap artist from Namibia. Like Namibia is one of those countries where it's a hidden gem. Not everybody knows about it. So it really meant so much for me, to me and for me, for my career. And, you know, it was just, you know, an honor to represent my country on such a big, big platform. It was absolutely insane. And so, um, yeah, I mean, Nazizi and I, we are so inseparable now. Um, she has been such a force in the music, um, you know, particularly the rap game. She was just that, you know, FEMC. She was literally our FEMC of Africa. And um, working with her was just, it was, she was so nice and she was so carefree and so relatable. And, you know, she dropped some gems, gems on, on Boiti and I. And uh, it was really an honor because, you know, I, I would have never imagined in a million years to be in the same space as her and we are so close right now we're really good friends we're the same person it's so weird um she's such a light she's 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 so much you know i don't know i'm, I'm even getting so emotional because i love nazizi so much and you know we always text and we call but uh, that aside, it, it was just really an honor. I was so blessed to be there at that moment. Um, it meant so much to me and, and the people of my country. Because I was the first rap artist. That's crazy. I would have never imagined. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to your music, Vanessa. Um, you know, you have this, um, your latest album, which is called Pride of Silk, right? Um, I want to know more about Pride of Silk because I've seen your, the cover for the album, like there is you, your mom, there is your uncle, I think, your father, actually your late mom, R.I.P. So I want to know about more about um, Pride of Silk and how long did it take you to prepare the album and exactly what's the meaning of Silk because actually it's a new word to me. So I want to know the meaning of uh, like the, 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 the main theme of the album Pride of Silk. Okay, so Pride of Silk. Um, my second name is Lucille and I've been trying to change my name from Lioness to Silk. Um, so I'm trying to find ways to do it smartly. And Pride of Silk is basically, well, the album, I don't know if I should, let me start with the concept of the album. It basically just speaks about things that I have experienced growing up as a young woman from heartbreaks you know to losing my mother to you know 
solidifying my name in the hip-hop industry in Namibia and it speaks about my downfalls and my wins and what I'm grateful for and that's what I'm proud of so I named it Pride of Silk literally I'm proud of my wins and I'm proud of my losses and um, the cover art is you were actually right um, it's my late mother my father my sister and my, my grandmother and uh, my late grandmother and my late uncle and um, yeah it was a very emotional album for me because I also did it at a point where I was going through so many things and um, being an independent artist I couldn't get the best mastering the best you know mixing but I tried my best you know went to a little bit of debt <laughs> not debt but say but you understand what I mean I, I put everything into it and uh, uh, so yeah that's basically what it is in a nutshell and um, yeah so I have Silk Wednesday music review so I'm putting Silk everywhere and I have this Silk by Synergy collaboration so people are starting to familiarize themselves with the name Silk so that when I change my name it's not such a drastic change that's exactly what I wanted um, you know so that's I was just sort of conditioning and Silk Wednesday music reviews I thought that you know being in a position where I'm an artist and you know I have a platform I thought hey when I was you know starting out I didn't have anyone listening to my music or putting you know actually getting my submissions and putting them on their podcasts or you know oh and what have you so I thought to you know create a platform where musicians could send me their music I could review I could help them because I didn't get that same help everything that I learned I sort of learned you know by trial and error and I did a lot of things incorrectly and I did a lot of things right by the first chance so um, yeah I find that very dear to me too because it's a project that I always wanted to start and then the fashion collaboration you know is something that I've always always wanted to do I wanted people to feel very luxurious I wanted it to be a brand that is you know not so expensive and proudly Namibian and unisex and you know you could pair it up the way you wanted to and have it branded and tailored to yourself and it's an exclusive brand so yeah I'm really just you know venturing into different things and experiencing different things growing as an artist as a brand as a businesswoman and yeah yeah so by the way congratulations for your um, for your brand because i've seen it on instagram though right you're working with sydney so last year was one of the successful year like 2019 2018 was your year because you were one of the artists who performed with nastisi on the everson's tour in namibia right um i want to know what did you learn from like i want to know like your experience performing with nasty c you know because romeo i mean i mean romi once he she called me because when she was announced that she'll be performing with nasty c she called me like she had this hype you know i want to know in your side like how was the vibe knowing that you're going to perform with nasty c on one stage yeah well it was a really great experience i never thought i would be on the iverson tour you know i, I used to listen to nasty c i still listen to him now and um, when I saw Romeo's on, I was so happy for her because she deserves it so much. And so when I saw, when they contacted me, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so yes, it's safe to say that 2018, 20, 2018 going to 2019 is and will be my year. And um, Nasty is so, she's so chill, so relatable, 
such a fun guy he's so funny and he has a really great heart and great personality he's not stuck up he's very relaxed and uh that made it very easy to speak to him and just you know chill and um yeah so i do hope they are you know collaborations in the future but um that really boosted my confidence as an artist because he's such a great artist and he has you know so much so many accolades you know attached to his name and um being part of the Iverson tour you know he's younger than me I was even like you know <laughs> it's amazing and it's a great it was a great great experience for me and uh, I learned so much from it all and I hope to you know sort of reinvent what i've learned in my experience and and give it back to to the other hip hop heads in in Namibia um by the way congrats for the empower 100 deal you know i've seen them finance the tala music video and tala is one of my favorite tracks because i play it in the club and everywhere so i want to know um there's this track um it's called dreams one of your tracks 2020 2017 you released it and one of the lines on that song you say that you don't want to be featured in any um like management you know you, wanna, you you don't want to be signed in any labels so i want to know like is it namibia that the labels there are not that serious with the artists or it was just like you felt like writing it like what what's behind that bar in your song all right so yeah it was a it was a little bit of a controversial um line because um working as an independent artist i found my ground in the industry so i was like i'm not going to sign any labels because you know sometimes labels labels are, can be conniving can be good for you um the labels in namibia the ones that really actually understand what a label you know a label means uh very few i think i can even count them on one hand So um obviously now that things have changed um you know opportunities may come where that line would probably be contradictory <laughs> but for now I've really um appreciated my journey as an independent artist I've learned everything or most of the things you know that other artists who are signed actually know and even though it's hard financially I think um it was a very important journey for me because um now I'm now I'm so sure you know of my direction now I know exactly what I want to do and dropping songs and you know just work work is just so much smoother without anyone telling me oh no you have to wait you know um so it was very convenient because I was also in school so when I was finishing med school um I could you know record whenever I wanted to so um Yes. And thank you so much um for the Empower 100 shout out. Uh yeah, yeah, that was it was awesome. With Mr. Easy, he's very knowledgeable, so much wisdom, so much that I took away, so much that I, you know, had used and changed my perception of music and uh, my audience and, you know, everything. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um now I want to know what's your favorite track in your album um Pride of Silk. You know, you know we we might be listening to all the tracks but I know there's this track which when you was writing it you was like damn man this track is like my everything like you put all your effort in the track. Which track was your favorite favorite track among all the tracks on the Pride of Silk? Uh yeah. Okay, so well uh, my favorite song has to be Meme. I think that was one of the songs that I wrote and I didn't really expect it to touch as many people as I thought it would and for any artist that is what we want 
to achieve that's what we want as our end goal to have our music speak for itself so that everyone has their own personal experience with the song and you know relatability is everything and, and all the sweet messages i've gotten all the comments all the you know you know um just the feeling that i have when i i've I get these messages from these people and I feel their pain, I feel their sorrow, I feel their revelation, I feel their healing. It was just so magical and so special to me. So that has to be my favorite. And then, okay, okay let, let me give you top three. First, Meme. Second, Dreams. Third is Way Too Much. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, Mimi is also it's my favorite track because um, it's the track which connects to me because... You know, I lost my dad too, so I guess it's it have that content which it touches me on the soul too, right? By the way, thanks for having you, man, and you're welcome again, again on the show. It was my pleasure, man, having you. I really enjoyed the interview. This is one of my favorite interviews in 2019. I guess you're gonna be here next time, right? And yeah, okay. Any last word to our fans out here in Tanzania? Hey, thank you so much. That's such a vibe. Um, I had so much fun answering your questions, and you know so much about me. It's actually scary, <laughs> but thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for putting me on. It means the world to me, and yeah. Shout out to all the fans in Tanzania. Shout out to you guys dancing in the clubs to my song. Shout out to everyone across the world dancing to my song that I don't know about. I appreciate you. I'll keep on making good music for you guys to enjoy. And yeah, Slyness signing out. Yeah, show with the rock star DJ Mo. Shout out to my cousin F to the AYE for holding it down with Firecast. Until next time, it's your home with the rock star. Hey. Not a movie, something would consume me Reading about the cancer growing in for me Not knowing how to tell her what she had And what the image read How I missed all of the symptoms How I blame my dad Misfortune followed us round She said, don't you announce It's just free to our God Because he isn't far